1: and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, for Beaver Sports talking, a whole lot more brought to you by Manscaped manscape.com Use promo code 1420 scape to Manscaped.com and get yourself 20% and free shipping on all of your men's personal grooming requirements and needs today. Had a special show here tonight on... What the heck night is it? Thursday night on March the 2nd, we got Garrett and Jalen, two dudes with sports news, joining Davis, uh, Dave and I tonight in the 1420 Sports Bar.
2: How are you doing tonight, guys? Good, man. We appreciate you guys having us on. Yeah, man. We're blessed. blessed, blessed for this opportunity. What I dig is that
3: Manscaped just came out with their uh, beard sculpting products and what have you. We're way older than you guys, (laughs) and I can't grow a beard to save my life. This (laughs) is Harry's. I get Dave.
1: Look at those two. Something else, isn't it?
0: So now we got. Yeah,
2: we five or six years now. Runs in the family. Runs um, my dad, grandfather, great grandfather, great great grandfather, uncles. Runs in the family.
3: When I when I had when I try and grow a beard, I look like a. Eighteen-year-old kid that just wants to look for his first kiss. Oh, it's terrible! <laughs> it's awful!
1: <laughs> it's it's oh, absolutely man. horrible, it's horrific. I, I thought I had a cool <laughs> one going once, and my and my wife went like, "What are you doing, man?" I was like, "I didn't. I apologize," and came came downstairs and felt shame. Guys, what do you got going on tonight? House things down here? One, Garrett, you're in Georgia. Uh, Jalen, yep. you're in Florida. Uh, Alabama, Alabama. How's things going down there in the southern United States tonight?
0: Good, man, good. Uh, there you go for it. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, we're finally starting to get kind of that nice warm weather down here. I don't, I don't want to be the the stereotypical guy who the first thing I talk about when I meet new people is the weather. That's um, how it is. <laughs> That's what i, I mean, thought. The about. older you get, the more you talk about the weather. It, it's coming, man. I can already feel it, and I'm not looking forward to it. But <laughs> it's good, man. It's been a good day. I live by the beach. You know, beach season's coming. I'm rocking my uh, my Jaguars. Uh, not plugged um, beach shirt here. I'm loving it. Uh, it's great. Jalen, what about you, man?
2: Alabama uh, is cool. Weather's been a little bit inconsistent. Uh, a couple of tornadoes as far as in the north and eastern part. Uh, I saw that, Eastern yeah. part of Alabama. So I'm safe. I'm in the non. I'm not. I'm in the area where tornadoes do not hit. Thank God for that, because uh, I don't do that. <laughs> um, weather goes back and forth. It's been raining lately, but overall. It's been a pretty chill. It's been, it's been cool. Uh,
1: earlier on to the today or this week or something, I see things all day long every day. Uh, Charles Barkley made some comments that uh, made complete 100% sense to me about uh, basically load management being uh, complete bullshit. And he's saying that guys are making 70 million bucks a year and can't play three or four basketball games a week. They fly private. They eat well. They got on and on personal trainers. They get their way. Uh, these players do that. And I, I have my take on that. Uh Jalen, we'll start with you. What's your thoughts on what Barkley had to say about that little situation? Because I think he, I think he kind of nailed it. What, what, what's your thoughts?
2: My thought about this, and I actually thought about this for a while. I do take into account both sides, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm leaning towards Barkley's than I am for the other side. So with Barkley's, his point is making like, given from his experience that they are making, they are making more money than they have ever made in their entire career. That you're making this much money. This is pro sport is more gravitated towards entertainment business rather than it just being about sports. It's more of an entertainment business now. And the main product of your entertainment in the NBA are the star players of each team that has star players in this league because the league has done a tremendous job at advertising advertising. They're stars, but if you have games and the stars are not showing, that's bad for business. And you got to take account of the fans because the fans have to sacrifice so much. Think about this: when you have, think of there's a there's a kid that comes from a low income family, and you you know family saving up to give him a birthday present, and they take him and they take him to a game, and God forbid he want to see he want to see uh, Kyrie Irving play, because like for some reason Kyrie Irving is his favorite player. He go to see like he go, he finally get he finally gets tickets to the game. He either saves up for him and he gets and like goes to the game. Come to find out, oh, he's sitting out. He's sitting out. So that breaks the kid's heart. And yeah, they could go. And yeah, if the NBA finds that, they're gonna find a kid, give him some souvenirs, give him a couple of experience. Boom it's gonna be the history of life. But the main focus was just to see Kyrie Irving play. And most of the times, guys that don't play. It's basically four rests. They're trying to rest up for the playoffs. Completely understand that. I completely understand that because you're working a full time job. But at the same time, you're not working in the welding. You're not working in the oil mill. You're not working in anything that's really that dangerous. You're making, bill- you're making millions on millions of dollars playing basketball just at the elite level. They just happen to play basketball better than any other normal man. So I agree with Charles Barkley. They should play every night. If you want to rest, have your coach take you out. Have your coach take you out for a couple of minutes. That should be the rest. But at the end of the day, you should be on, you should be on that court putting on a um, putting on the show. That's just me.
1: No, I I agree with you there, And Garrett. I want you to jump in on this because I took completely agree with that. It, it, it's gotten to a point that it's uh, if it was what I, I heard something today about this whole situation. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Well, they're making it easier on these guys that are supposed to be these mega stars, that, and so it's, it's it's getting easier and easier for these mega stars to play the game. And by giving these rest days, and they they have the the, the nutrition's better, the, uh, the the travels easier, the hotels they stay in, and on and on it goes. It's it's so much more easier to be an elite level athlete once you get to the level and then they, and then they want days off as well as all this other shit. What,
0: what's your thoughts on that?
2: I mean, not to mention you got to take account the medical, like the medical technology is easy to heal. Yeah.
0: yeah. And a, a lot of these guys too, like they have, you know, just speaking of the, or a physical standpoint, a lot of these guys are in better shape than all four of us combined can ever be and will ever be. It's a situation to where they have the ability to heal, play. And you haven't seen my tarp off, obviously, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I will say they're all in better shape than me. I'll, I'll, I'll leave no, you guys out it. Uh... <laughs> So, I mean, it's while I get where they're coming from from a player standpoint, you want to be a, or in a situation where you're able to play your best basketball every single night. If you're not playing every single night, it doesn't even matter. And Chuck is, is how to put this? the older i've gotten the more and more i've agreed with the stuff chuck has said and he's right you're getting paid 70 million dollars to play 3 to 4 you know games a week look adam silver this is my i, I will work for a fifth of that <laughs> and play every single night it won't be entertaining but i'll do it like it's it, i'm with you i'm 100% with charles barkley it's r- ridiculous that you know three, four nights off Jaylee made a great point too, where it's, you know, you go see these guys play. I love like Dame. I absolutely love Damian Lillard. If I go to a Hawks game and Dame isn't playing, I'm going to be upset. Like it it just doesn't make any sense. And I get you wanting to rest and I get you want to make sure, you know, you're healthy, but if you're not even the playoffs or you're not, you know, saving your rest for the playoffs to make a run in the championship, why aren't you playing? Like it doesn't make any sense to me. So I agree with Charles Barkley on this. It's ridiculous. Dave,
3: And I agree once again, like, and and to add another point, like um, without what, what games who's deciding what games you're sitting out, is it the coach or the player? Because, you know, if you say, okay, whatever, if I'm not injured. Well, sometimes it is the owner. Yeah. You know, and that, and that I agree with, you know, like, um, because I read an article just the other day where um, the Spurs were actually the first team to actually kind of do this. With uh, with uh, Duncan and um, Ginobili and all those boys were that were getting Johnny a little Parker long in the does. tooth, and then they continued it with Kawhi, and then everybody else was like, "Well, if the Spurs can do it and win championships, why can't we do it?" So that's my first thing: who's making these choices and for what reason? And the second thing is, you know, I'm I'm guessing the poor bastards in um, Oklahoma City and Charlotte see a lot more superstars hitting the bench than the people in new york and in um Miami. In l.a or whatever it might, might be in, yeah. in l.a right like so yeah. now the, the 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 franchises that do need a spurt that do need the, the big names to come there to to because they need it because they're small like minnesota like who goes to a, a game in minnesota you're gonna stink every year And it's not your fault. It's just because no big names want to stay there. You might have a good draft a couple of years in a row. I don't know. Those guys are going to go to a big market franchise and Jayla, you
1: made it just- you made a great point about the about the, the kids and like going to a game and everything else and if you can't see that that's the best that's the best point of it all but and it just goes to show how little the owners owners actually care about the, the fan base because they make so much money everywhere else and and if, if little if little johnny doesn't get to watch a, a game they don't really give a shit and it, it like and they, they make so much money like if they're paying the employees this much which, which basketball players are, they're just employees to the owner. If they're making this much, what do they care, right? Because they, they want a championship to put on their mantle, and that's what happens in the NBA and the NFL. We talk about that a lot, me and Dave do, about that when owners get, uh, when uh, when these owners, when these teams win championships, who's the first to get the trophy? The owners—they aren't not the players, right? So it's the owner's toy. And Jalen, what? Do you, like it's 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 kind of too bad that it's, it's become the, the the money is so big, and that's why Charles Barkley's so mad about things—not mad, but talks talks about it. That that he's like, it's it's such a money-driven league, and winning doesn't even matter anymore.
2: It's a money-driven league based off the entertainment aspect of it. Like it, it, now, if it ever came to a point where—and this is why a lot of people now in the leagues have gotten more strategic with it say like you got a player that's been dealing with a nagging injury they possibly won't let, uh, in the in the in the term game time decision that's very crucial and it's very smart and strategic about it but there's a slightness to it because now you're gonna suckle in maybe a few of those fans to come in and say like is he gonna play or maybe not play let me go ahead and get this ticket let me go ahead and go and see uh, like, see if he, uh, see if he's gonna play and then come to find out why you already there you already wa- you already wasted your money money's already gone you're not getting the money back you're not getting the money back. So there's a that's another that's a that's a sneaky business strategy in it, but it goes into the entertainment business. Look, if you got a ticket, like you mentioned Damian Lillard. If Damian's not playing, that's a move point or like oh whoever whoever the Blazers are playing. When you go see the Blazers, you're going to see, you're going, you're going to see Damian Lillard. When you're going to see like the Mavericks, you're going to see Kyrie Irving and you're going to see uh, Luka Doncic. You, you go to any other te- you go to any other team if their star is not playing, if that's not the person that you want to see, it's a moot point. You don't even care about the game. You want to see you want to see that player unless you're a fan of that certain team. It's really simple as that. When I went to go see um, Russell Westbrook when he was OKC when I on um, um, like when they played the Atlanta Hawks, I wanted to go see Russell. I ended up seeing the triple double worth worth m- worth the stress and the money that I spent. When I wanted to go see Giannis, when the- I wanted to go see Giannis. Um, when I went to go see the Atlanta Hawks play and they were playing the Grizzlies. Trey Young didn't play, but John Morant did. I, he put on a show. I was good. And I was in the nosebleed section. So the main point of the NBA has always been about entertainment and, and, do, and like the entertainment are the stars. You want oh, 100%. To see the stars to play. 100%. And the reason why he brought this out, the reason why Charles Barkley talks about this, because he understands the importance of the fan base, because the fans are what make the sport great. The, the fans are the ones that talk about this every single day, from the podcast that we do, from the people in the barbershops, to the people at restaurants, to the people at work, the fans are what makes the NBA what it is, why it's so, why it's so popular. Not Maybe not on the level of the NFL, but why it's so popular on, and like globally.
1: They call those segues in our business right there, Jalen. That's a nice one. I'm going to get into the NFL combine right here. That was nice. You didn't even know what I was talking about. That, that was next. Uh, oh, man. You I'm, le-
2: I'm learning one. this business. There I'm we learning.
1: go. There we go. <laughs> I'm learning every day, too, for, for a while. But, yeah. Uh, is, uh, Garrett, I'm going to go with you first. Is there anything more ridiculous in the world of professional sports, tell me I'm wrong, than the NFL combine?
0: Uh, yes, but only because, and I know we're going to get into this later. I'm jumping the segue way. And this one is mock drafts, but that's a whole other situation from later <laughs> on. It's it don't even get, we're going to get way into that, but it's Jalen, you and I were talking about this earlier today. It, it's a point where it's for some players. Absolutely. For guys like Bryce Young, for guys like, you know, CJ Stroud, for guys like, you know, Will Anderson jr. They're going in the top 10. You don't need to do anything. You're getting drafted. It's almost to you. It's like, it's like being a prospect who you know, or being a first-round pick your junior year, like Anthony Richardson. And as a Gator fan, I have much to say about him. But it's like being a prospect your junior year and doing what Colt McCoy did and going back for your senior year. It's not to your benefit. And while I understand, you know, oh, you know, I want to get the college degree. I want to do this. There's a life type of football. There absolutely is. But you can go back and do that later. Larry Fitzgerald did it. It's fine. The combine is ridiculous for the probably everybody in the first round. For anybody else, you know, your guys like. Um, why I'm going to draw a blanket, his name, uh, LA uh, Cooper cup, Cooper cup was not going to be a top pick. He goes to the combine. He shows out. He's one of the best receivers in the league for guys like that. It makes sense for guys who were already going to be a first round pick. Absolutely not. It's ridiculous. Dave.
3: Oh, once again, like the combine I I have found now, it's just a, a made for TV event. It's all these basement dwellers that just Live, See? die, eat, and sweat for their NFL team and God bless them. I mean, like they're fans and they're trying hard. But you all say these the whole guys, guys doing a
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah.
3: well, well, exactly. <laughs> but we're like, I'm not watching um I'm not watching these guys run the 40. I'm not watching like the the fact that the NFL uh puts this on TV to watch all these kids in their meat market just run and perform and like, oh man, and keeping their score. Like, oh, I think we should draft him. It, 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 it blows me away how much attention the combine gets. It's, it's, a, it's, it doesn't sit right with me how, how they make an absolute spectacle of these kids trying to show their worth and, and maybe get a shot, right? Like I, it, it's, it's, it, it sits me not well.
1: Jalen like when I'm, when you when you got out like when you got quarterbacks coming out saying I'm not throwing the football this week. Well then why the fuck are you going? Like what is the what is the what is the actual point of the whole thing when you got these guys saying I'm not going to do something in front of all these alleged scouts that I'm going to be showcasing my wares, but one of the things that I'm supposed to do, actually the only thing, not the only thing, the only guy who does this on the field, I'm not going to do that. So why even bother? Because you have Mel Kuyper Jr. flapping his gums off. And this one drives me nuts too. If I hear him say QB1 one more time, that makes me crazy. What does this QB1 <laughs> thing? But why you have these guys going out there into into, into the, the combine saying, I'm not going to do this thing, then what's the point of going?
2: Here's the point. You're doing the interview. They do the interview. Bryce Young, he's, he ain't got to do the drills. Tate. CJ Stroud ain't got to do, ain't got to do the, he ain't got to do the drills. He's doing it because he wants to. He already got the take. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, debatable. But the reason why the quarterbacks go out there, especially the ones that are not already projected to be in top, like top 10, they're doing this to go ahead and show the uh, the measurables, the attribute on the measurables, the talent that they have displayed with no pressure to be able to show some potential talent. Once they get that attention, that'll give the scouts and the people and the coaches enough reason to go look at their tape. At least they should. The coaches will go look at the tape, and then that'll be a determining factor. Because the point of the scouting, the point of the pro days, the point of the scouting combine is to see what your skills are compared to the tape. I'll give you a prime example. Nobody thought Trayvon Walker was going to be the first overall pick coming into the scouting combine. It was either Aiden or it was going to be Kayvon Thibodeau. But as soon as Trayvon Walker goes insane in the combine, he jumps Aiden and be the first overall pick. And when you go and look at Trayvon Walker's tape, it does not blow your mind. And I say tape repeatedly for this simple reason why. Everybody knows this in sports. I'm 26 and I know this in sports. Tape never lies. Period. Yep. Period. Whatever your tape says is what you are. Yep, it's who my you test. Are. 100%. It's as yeah. simple as that. You could tell me one thing, you could be a politician and tell me one thing. I can see what I saw. Mel Kiper, Todd McShay, I get it. They get paid to like either spit some facts or some BS. But at the end of the day, I'm going to look at the dude's tape and see, uh, see if I want him or he fits or he got it or not. Bryce Young got it, and he had it ever since his first year. I ain't worried about it. C.J. Stroud, he got it. Will Anderson, he got it. So, I already see, uh, right now, social media going crazy because Nolan Smith ran a 4-4. He's an edge rusher for Georgia. We understand Georgia's loaded at defense, and they, and they breed talent. We give you all that. You're not taking Nolan Smith over Will Anderson. Go look at the tape. There's a reason why. So that's why
1: I don't get the combat. I don't get like a guy can run in a straight line this fast. Way to go!
2: (laughs) Can you (laughs) cut? Can you circle? Can you rip? All of it. Like it it doesn't make sense to me. Can you bend as an edge rusher for a DB? I get it. You want speed. Everybody's so fixated on speed, but why did why, why was prime great? It wasn't just his talent. It wasn't his athleticism, it was the mindset that he had, it was the work that he had, and how he was able to control all that athleticism and go out and produce it. Can you produce with the talent that you have? Because we know there's some there's gonna be some people that ain't got the talent level that we've seen before, but they produce more, uh, they produce more.
3: That's an excellent point, Jalen. Like, um, there's so many people with the, the ridiculous physical skills that just can't translate, they don't have it between the ears to bring that talent level into productive and, and elite talent on the field because they don't to have be the honest, mindset.
2: And to be honest, that's talent. To be able to have it up here, that's talent. Joe Burrow, so, he got it up here. Brady, he's had it up here. Yeah. That's guys that got that mental talent and they ain't got the physical. That's fine.
3: Yeah, but you could be the biggest freak, physical freak on the planet. And if you got a two-bit head, Jamarcus Russell, like is the one that, that always Jamarcus comes to mind, right? Russell. Well, he could throw the ball, <laughs> he could throw the ball 90 fucking yards. He was, he was a freak of a, of a, of a talent, but he had didn't, like, he didn't watch a second of game tape, never studied the playbook. You are you're course. able to, you're able to be a freak of nature in college, but it doesn't, if you're, unless you're willing to put in the work on the books in the NA, NFL, you ain't gonna succeed
1: garrett is is, is, it, is it just a point garrett that people cuz i i have my own takes on the nfl that people watch it cuz it's on is it just a, a not all games but a lot cuz there's some bad bad football <laughs> games that have, there is like that's let's not sugar there's bad bad games in baseball bad games it's in hockey bad games in everything. everything like the but the nfl will put anything on tv cuz cuz people are, are will watch it because it's on and is is the combine probably the
0: biggest thing that 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 is that To a degree, yes. So I think some of it is, I think the only thing more overrated than the 40, and you're right, it's you're putting stuff on TV because people will watch it. I've been more than guilty of watching it before. Jaylee made a great point too, where it's, you know, the tape doesn't lie. You look at guys like, uh, they they dubbed um, old buddy up in, uh, Zach Wilson, old buddy up in New York. Uh, Mormon Mahomes was a nickname he got, you know, (laughs) because that pro day throw he had because of that tape. Yeah, that tape. But if you look at his tape and you look at the talent level he played, what I want to do is I want to look at the games he lost and I want to look at, you know, the tough games, the games where his stats made out of the best. Did he lead his team? That's what I look at, especially like with a quarterback. Yeah, um, Dave, you mentioned uh, Jamarcus Russell. I think another good example is Ryan Mallett, the old Arkansas quarterback. It he was dubbed, uh, he could. Neil on the 50-yard line hit the goalpost, uh, but they said he had a million-dollar arm with a 10-cent brain, and that's 100% what it is. You get these guys who have nothing but talent, and they think they can just coast, and once you get to the NFL – so in high school, you can be the best in high school. Because you're just bigger. D- bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, exactly. Bigger, faster, stronger. D1 football and you know D1 college football is the best of high school. The NFL is the best of the D1 football or the D2 football, so it's the best of the best of the best. If you can't adapt, you're going to fail. But you know, again, to your point of getting sidetracked, if you yes. look at, I, you're right. It's it's an absolute load of crap. I think the biggest load of crap is honestly is when the quarterbacks are throwing the football because it's routes on air. If you can't complete routes on air with no pressure, I don't want you on my field. <laughs>
3: like, yeah, I mean, there's no reads there, right? There's like, no it's reads. Just, there's no yeah. anything. You know what yeah. the route is. You
0: know where
2: it's going. It's routes on air. It's a joke.
0: It's Not an absolute
2: joke. He's getting time to throw the ball. who got the number one overall pick right now uh chicago it's the bears what what is their offensive line ranked? garbage they're terrible okay then so say like they get a quarterback that can't move what do you think is gonna happen he'll
0: learn to move or he'll be dead
2: well, that's what Chicago's Justin not Fields, taking a quarterback.
0: Like, you leave Justin Fields
2: alone. <laughs> you leave I, I leave my alone. Let's, I, let's I get into that. You, let's get
1: into that right now because I, I don't understand. Like I, I, I'm not the big. I'm not an NFL hugger. I think there's like mm-hmm. I'm. I'm a big like there's a lot of people who watch it because it's. I'm on.
2: an all sports hugger.
1: Be like so oh going. I sorry. I am too but sorry I, I, I
2: can't get in I can't get in golf it's too quiet for me <laughs> no but the, like the, the thing about the thing
1: about the NFL and I, I don't understand it, it happens every year will they trade their first overall pick will they get rid of this because this guy is supposed to go first overall if I'm the Chicago Bears I don't care who the first overall pick is I'm going to to draft what I need I am going right. to get what I need I, I if I need alignment if I need this I need that I don't care We finish in last place. We finish in last place or whatever it is, and we have a quarterback who we quite like. I'm not going to trade the pick because Bryce Young is supposed to go first overall. I'm not doing that. I'm going to get what I need for my football team. Just because that guy's supposed to go first overall. Jalen, what do you think about that?
2: Here's what I'll do. The reason why I like, there's a lot of debate with that. There's some years where uh, whoever got the number one pick, you ain't trading that down. When the Jaguars got the number one pick for Trevor Lawrence, that was already a given. Everybody knew whoever won that number one pick. They because get, they needed a quarterback. Right. They needed a quarterback, exactly. If you need a quarterback, then you're, gonna keep, you're not moving off that number one pick, especially when the draft class that's coming in got some sure fires, got some like legitimate ones. The thing with this year is different. With Chicago, they have their quarterback. I believe in Justin Fields, but you've got to build around them. You 100%. have to build around them. What the Philadelphia Eagles did for Jalen Hurts, you must do for Justin Fields. Build the offensive line, stack some weapons around him, and build a scheme that can fit what he does well. Justin Fields can't throw the ball, but he had to run because the offensive line was atrocious. That's that. I would say Chicago trades down. Here's the reason why. You're doing a, It's a chess piece. It, it's a chess match. Now, Absolutely. I know checkers really good. But I know the concept of chess. I don't know I, how to do that. I don't, I don't, want to do I don't know how to how this guy there. The I have no idea. <laughs> of chess. It's a chess piece. If you're a, the value of the first overall pick this year is high because there's multiple teams that need a quarterback. And Absolutely. there's three of them right there. But not everybody is Bryce Young. You got this, you Chicago, you got the whole NFL in your hands right now whoever gets the most bids, they Chicago could possibly get two first-round picks out, out, of this, out of this draft. They could possibly get another, they could possibly trade down, still have a top-five pick, getting a get like you mentioned before, Brent, get a person that you need, but you ain't got to reach, you ain't got to reach for it. You can get your player, and then you'll be able to uh, be in another position where you can be able to load up and get more talent. That's the point of trading down. That's what Chicago, I believe Chicago should and will do. If they don't, we'll see. But at the end, but at the end of the day, that's the concept of it. If you don't need a quarterback and you have the number one pick automatically go ahead and trade down unless there's an elite defensive player or elite offensive player, actually elite defensive player in there that you know that you got to get and you cannot miss. Yeah. I mean, um, dude, I think you hit the,
0: go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Dave. No,
2: no,
3: no. Uh, well, I, I, 100% you couldn't said it better. Jalen, um, Chicago does not need a quarterback. They need, they need people to protect the quarterback, and they need targets for said quarterback. That's what they need because they didn't and have defense. that. Yeah, well, yeah, they need they need a lot of things. Well, you
1: don't but, finish a the last because you were good. So, I, so, so. Right, but, <laughs>
2: but he showed so unless much promise this trade, year. Unless you trade those picks from teams that weren't
3: good. Yeah, and then you know they. I think Chicago has a lot of picks. Um, and they can get more and they can trade for talent they need. Um, I, I said this the episode previous, Brent. Like you you draft, you draft for talent, trade for position. Chicago is in the perfect position to do that. They they can Absolutely. they can they can get what they need and trade that pick because there's a there's a lot. When isn't there a lot a, a quarterback hungry team out there? There's five, you are-
2: Five teams
3: that want a quarterback.
0: You will always get
2: uh, yeah, a quarterback. There's going to be more than five this year. Uh, I think there's six teams that are sure fired that already got their quarterbacks. Kansas City, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, uh, Buffalo, Philadelphia, and... Um, Denver. Denver. No. We got, <laughs> for now, for now, for now. Look, like look, we'll look, get into, into that. Russell, <laughs> we'll R- get into R- that. Look, Russell <laughs> oh. is still my all-time favorite quarterback because I'm a Seahawks fan. That's already a given. I'm going to leave that one alone. But uh, Deidre oh, yeah. has oh, to oh, stay, charges, him, charges, stay with charges, him. Chargers is the 16. Those are yeah. 16 that already got their quarterbacks. They're good. So, And here's the one thing I will say. And, I mean,
0: Dave, you nailed it. People will trade up for a quarterback, case in point. And it's, Jalen, you also hit, or made a good point as well. You move back when you understand that people, you know, I need that quarterback. And if the player I can get is going to be two picks back, why not? Case in point, uh, Mitch Trubisky is, I think, the best example of that. In that draft. Of Chicago doing the wrong thing. Exactly. So what the Bears did is the Bears traded up ahead of the Niners to get Trubisky. The Niners were never going to take Trubisky. They were going to get Solomon Thomas. So what they do is they trade back, get capital for next year, and still get their guy. Like If you can do that and you can just rob that team blind, why not? The Bears are already talking about trading the pick. They've got the quarterback. There's so many teams that want to trade up and get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud because I don't care what, you know, Mel Kuyper says or whatever. It's you have two good quarterbacks in this class. As much as I love Anthony Richardson, he is very raw as a prospect, and you cannot pay me to endorse Will Levis. That dude is a, a product of the weapons around him and sheer luck. He had so many chances to be the guy on the field, and he never did it.
2: The thing you didn't
3: mention th- Stetson Benton. Stetson.
0: Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett was, yeah. Uh, that's, he, I, I love the mailman. I back love the to mailman, back. <laughs> but he is, I love the mailman. But he is – he's just – again, he's not ready either. I mean, there's – Everybody well, looks. If like he ain't everybody.
1: ready now, he's well-aged cream man. Like, they're, they're – <laughs>
3: He has kids in grade school.
1: Like, he, he, he if he ain't ready, now, he ain't never gonna be ready. Like this is it. Man. Like he's got. What is he? Twenty eight years old. Like he's older than he, you he's are. He's
0: a he's a well done steak, and we'll leave it at that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's odd that with the way that that all turns out, the way the NFL ha, has the the, the 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 move this guy, move that guy, and this guy goes here, this guy goes there, and then nobody really knows. It, it's it's so odd. You you have these guarantees that are gonna happen year in year out, and this guy's a a non. Uh, a, a no miss prospect. I mean, we go back to back when we were younger Dave, a guy by the name of Ryan leaf. I don't know if you guys don't know that name at all, That's but what a what a wreck familiar. that turned out to be right. Number two overall and, and, and the rest is history with that guy. Uh, at the end of the day, like if the guy is good enough, he'll play. If he's not good enough, he won't. So the the, the combine is kind of a joke, and the draft yeah. is such a it's such a crapshoot. Like it, it can go south so quickly. Who's that guy who got released? What's his name? Uh, Arizona. Um, he's out of the game. Two years. He got drafted two, two, three years oh, ago.
2: Shoot, um, Josh Rosen.
1: Rosen,
2: he's yeah. the next yeah.
1: coming of everything. Oh, and, and he, yeah, and he, yeah,
2: they traded him for Kyler, yeah. And he and he's just out of the game, Rosen. so nobody yeah. really knows. He, he just got bad luck. I, I felt for Rosen on that one. Like, so, yeah, but real quick, real quick. This is where I knew Mel Kiper and Todd McShay was on some BS. Um, I never trust a North Carolina quarterback. You don't guy. know every year. <laughs> I don't. I don't trust a North Carolina quarterback. And think yeah. about this. Deshaun Watson was supposed to be the first overall, um, was supposed to be the top quarterback in that draft. Deshaun Watson was supposed to be the top quarterback in that draft. Why did he fall down? Because the owners and the scouts listened to Todd McShay and Mel Kiper and chose Mitch Trubisky. Now I, I understand. understand I understand Deshaun yeah. Watson, all the field we get, we get, we get all that, but we're talking football. Uh. But Deshaun was, like, pristine when he got drafted. And,
3: like, for the first three years, like, he did nothing wrong until we found out what he did wrong. So the reason Deshaun went, like, Trubisky, no one understands. Like, no one will ever, as long as we understand football, will understand why Trubisky, Chicago traded up to get him. Now, nobody saw Mahomes coming, except Andy Reid. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. No. and he sat a year or 2 behind Alex Smith. Could you imagine? He that guy had to watch Alex Smith play quarterback for a year. <laughs> Alex Smith good dude, but he
1: <laughs> The the only guy who knows less about um uh... Drafting than than Mel Kiper Jr. I think are people who do do mock drafts. I don't <laughs> understand the whole mock. And l- honestly, if I I was watching, I can't remember what it was. First take or someone ESPN there and Mel Kuyper Jr. I said it earlier on. I I hate him now just for the way he kept saying QB one. When did that become? When did that become part of the vernacular in football? That QB one that like we see What the? When did that become about a fucking ten, thing?
2: About ten years ago, it's based off a dip chart type of talk. Because, like, when you do a depth chart with a football team. No, I understand that, but let coaches
1: and general managers and players say that. If you're just a fan or a broadcaster, don't say that you sound stupid.
0: They do it to generate hype. I mean, it's the same reason. They do it to kind of generate hype around a certain player and kind of plug their guy. Like, it's – that's the reason. I mean, it's it's just – it's dumb. I'm with you 100%. Like, nobody knows until they find out. Nobody knew Brady was going to be Brady. And granted, he's a phenomenally boring player to watch with his five to 10 yard dump off passes but he was successful no one called that there were six guys taken ahead of brady and none of them were in the league after you know however long he played so it's you never know none of these guys ever know that nobody knows it's a crapshoot we'll find out what happens later
1: yeah the draft in any sport is such a crapshoot because the kid can be a uh, uber talent and everything else when they're young and uh and then all of a sudden they they when everybody else hits puberty and then they they, they get to be that size that you, you don't know, right? Like you just, you hope when you you have all your charts, everything else, Garrett, fill me in, fill me in. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm pushing 50 and I don't, I don't play fantasy football. I don't, I used to, but I don't. I, I play far too much. No, no, people do. It's fine. It's fine. Like a, d- d- Dave's part of a league. Like I I, I just don't. Um, fill me in on mock drafts, like put it in the Coles notes version. You might not even know what Coles notes are, but put it, put it in the simplest version of, 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 what, of what mock drafts are.
0: So, you know, have you ever been in a situation where somebody says something like, oh, this is why I did this? Or, you know, somebody, how do I put this? You're sitting at a restaurant, you're looking at the menu. And you're picking the meals for everybody else. You don't know what they want. You don't know what they need. You don't know what they're gonna do. And you just expect that you know better than everybody. Mock drafts are people who, or mock drafts are done by people. Uh, Buy your Todd McShays. Buy your Mel Kipers. Buy your, you know, Dave. To kind of go back to what you said, your guys who, your basement dwellers. And I'm saying that sitting in a chair at, you know. 10 p.m. on a Thursday doing a sports (laughs) podcast. The two Canadian guys are in their middle age. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. in my basement. Yeah, we're all. The way it is, it's people who think they know everything and they think they know what's best for their team. But there's a reason why there's only 32 spots. There's only 32 GMs in the NFL. There's a reason why there's only 30. You know, GMs in the NBA. There's a reason why there's only. There are 31 teams in hockey right now. There's 32 because Seattle has their team now. There's a reason why there's so many. There's the reason there's only 30 to 32 positions. Because there's only 30 to 32 people who, on a great day, know what the hell they're doing. And there's a reason why these jobs open up after three or four years, because half of them don't. Nobody knows what they're doing. There's so much sure misses. It's okay, let's put it in movie terms. Have you ever realized how every movie is the number one movie in America? It's like well, that's how, a
1: good every, point i never thought of that but yeah. that's
0: true every movie is the number one movie in america just like how every year there's a generational quarterback okay they're all from the same generation there can't be a generational quarterback every year because now you're cheapening the word <laughs> like you, you can't have a once generation quarterback every single year that's not how that works <laughs> so it's just it's people who think they know everything who think they're going to try to find the next big thing who and i'll be the first to admit i've called out players who i thought weren't going to work out i thought Jalen ramsey was going to be a bust when the jags drafted him And I was remarkably incorrect and I'm cool with that. It's just, you have to be, it's people who think they know what they're doing and they have no idea what they're
2: doing. Jalen, do you do mock drafts? Uh, I do not simply because one is too long. Um, That's really the big, that's really the- That's That's the right answer. I don't do it because one, it takes too long. You're talking about 32 teams. And then you got to differentiate, like, whether they want and whether they need to get a need or just need to load up on talent. You got to take those into account. I do not do mock drafts. And do that seven times. <laughs> like, nah, for fantasy I gotta, or I, I, for, like, like, for the No, you talk about regu- regular mock drafts, oh, NFL drafts. Regular oh, mock drafts. Fantasy is totally, totally different. That's, yeah, fantasy is totally different, different. And it's, for a lot of those guys, you can just kind of tell. I mean, just, you know. It's literally just fun. But yeah. like for actual mock draft, look, I, I'll talk. I'll look. I'll talk about like what my Seahawks need or should get or load up. But at the end of the day, like, shoot, I'm I'm home just trying to be a sports reporter and like real life and get paid for it. I'm not t- trying to be no executive. I I-, I I completely agree. Like, cause to what end?
3: To what end? Why are Why am I studying like the? someone from North Dakota state from Appalachia state, from, from Louisiana Southern, like, why am I looking into these these guys stats and their combine things for someone my team may or may not get who may or may not work out? Like, I don't understand the homework men. It's all men. I don't, I haven't seen one bird on the, on the internet machine uh, coming out with her mock draft. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So
0: why they, is that? That's a that, great question. It's I, I actually that's
2: one I don't have I the. think answer there are for. some. I, mean, I think there are some there, outside of the ones that we see on ESPN or like the NFL Network and stuff like that. I think there are some some women that do women journalists. Um, yeah, but
3: paid ones, not the the schlubs doing their homework and so, letting everybody know. Fair.
2: Okay, yeah. there are some. There are some. Like, all right, here's the thing. <laughs> I believe, and Garrett can testify on this. One. I've always okay. believed. The Dallas Cowboy fans suffer from mental illness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Comes from their owner, but that's all right. The one
2: stars. Yeah, they, we gotta, we, gotta, we suffer, got a friend suffer. of our show called him the one stars. Well, yeah, yeah. Go they, ahead. they suffer from mental illness because Absolutely. they know that their team is not going to win. Ever. But if their team gets one big win, they lose their minds and think that they are going to the Super Bowl every single year. And it stays with delusion. And then every year it goes into the concept of we need to get this, we need to do that, we need to do, we need to get this person. If we get here and pay them, we will be Super Bowl contenders and then say like, you know what, we don't need them anyway, we're good with what we got and we're going to win the Super Bowl with what we got. That's delusion that is a mental sickness and from when the fall happens they hurt real bad and they say there will never be a Cowboys fan no more come that, come next Sunday they're going to buy a new TV because they <laughs> smashed the other <laughs> one exactly
1: it's
3: the, the
2: Cowboys. Like, here, are the, here are the symptoms, I actually got them right here here are the symptoms <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, symptom number one it's got a list. To protect <laughs> this, uh, oh yeah TV protection if you are a TV of a cowboys fan, you must have TV insurance <laughs> This will be a good business strategy for all cowboys <laughs> fans. I don't care what insurance you have make sure you have TV insurance if you're a cowboys fan. number one uh, number two get the t- warranty. T- you will lose friendships. You yep. will disrespect your friends. They will cuss you out for uh, they will cuss you out for no good reason.
0: And if, you,
2: and if that reason is my Cowboys lost, that is not a good reason. <laughs> you will lose your friendships on that. They lose friendships like that. Number three, they lose their sanity. Not only do they keep believing in their team, they will believe in a lot of other stuff that will not make no sense, unless it ain't got nothing to do with food, briskets, or a bunch of steaks and grilling. <laughs> They will lose lose their sense of direction. And lastly, in certain latinies, selective ignorance. Here's the reason why. They choose to ignore the real root of their problem because they know there's nothing they can do about it. So they will always. uh, So and and this is my favorite scenario because I grew up in a farm. They are trying to plant flowers. They're trying to plant soil and crop, but they're using pesticide. To flourish. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can't do. They have nothing but pesticide. Just, just These are the Cow- symptoms of being a Ga- Dallas Cowboy fan. Cowboys God fans America. Can Cowboys, Cowboys fans fan blood. ever blame
3: Jerry Jones?
2: Like, are they mad at no. Jerry Jones? Some of them do, but they know that they can't fire the man. So it's like it's and, like and said, a, that's the root of their problem. But, it's like said, being a it's they like being know, a ca- they yeah, the problem. They can't get rid of it, so they keep so thus there goes the delusion, and there goes the sickness. It goes into the mental health, and it's that's like, why. Uh, me as a professional cowboy hater, I get to laugh every year
3: i i love to hate the cowboys as well you know like to hate jerry jones it's like a catholic hating the pope it's like what am i supposed to do like the guy built this palace and then he hired jerry jones and he got us those three but like god we wish this pope would die Here's yeah what, well, uh,
2: what was the topic right before i mentioned that it don't matter just keep talking okay Cowboy, Cowboy we don't fans. really follow
1: a script for the 1420 world whatever It's go
0: nuts man. cowboys fans <laughs> want so badly to be what. uh Yankees fans actually are able to be. It's to go back to the old Jim Brewer joke. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. He <laughs> ripped on something a while ago or to go to stand-up comedy because Jim Brewer is a huge Mets fan. And he held up this Mets chair on stage one time and somebody in the crowd boos. He goes, why would you boo the Mets? Like, if you're a Yankees fan, you can literally take the entire regular season off, come that's back in October reason, and be like, that's Who playing?
2: The, that's always <laughs> a reason to boo the Mets.
0: Oh, for sure. We can. That's a whole... Thank you Salicata.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Braves are a team, man. The Braves, are, the Braves are real good again. They're real good again. Uh Jayla, you mentioned that you're a Seahawks guy. Uh Dave's a, he's a, got the uh, Seahawks quarterback. Uh, all he, to me, he'll always be a Seahawk. He probably should stay Seahawk. Could have kept his. What? Did,
2: what do you? There was a lot of issues. Uh, there was a lot of issues going on with that. What do
1: you think of the the what's going on there behind the scenes and all the stuff that might that's coming out? It's all speculation. Who knows what if it's true or not? It's he said, she said. Is it, tr- is it the truth? Do you think that he tried to get rid of? Uh, because I'm a I'm a USC guy, so I I'm a big guy. I'm a huge Pete Carroll hugger. I think he's great still uh, to this day. Do you think that uh, there's some uh, truth behind the rumors that that uh, old Rusty Wilson tried to get rid of P- Pete Carroll uh, near the end of his tenure in Seattle?
2: Get rid of is the right word instead of trying to get him fired. I think the I think the thing was Russ wanted to move on. Hey, I was one of those uh, like Seahawks fans. Well, technically, I'm a twelve. Because I learned from an actual Seattle, uh, a Seattle native, that there's a difference between the Seahawks fan and the twelve. So I'm a twelve, but either way, I love my Seahawks. So there was friction in the relationship between Russell Wilson. That wasn't much of big news, even though they tried to play it off. Played it off. We knew there was friction. Um, it mainly goes into just Pete Carroll wanted to do old school type football. Run the ball, play great defense. He didn't feel like Pete Carroll wanted to adapt into the times of football, what, what the game of football is now. fast pace, air that thing out, like having over like four, four or 5,000 um, yards a season on, from the air. You, and, you know, you get all that. Uh, Pete Carroll, old-school type, ground-and-pound, play great defense. The only thing the thing with uh, the relationship with Russell Wilson was this. Russell literally had to carry us for about 7 years after the Legion of Boom departed. You go back and look at the, you go back and look at the stats. We, our defense is ranked from 26, 25, 30, 31, 27 and 29 and last season I think we was 31 again. So defense has not been there since the Legion of Boom departed. But during that time when we had Russell, outside of the year, he messed up his finger. He's been carrying, he's been carrying us throughout the whole which way. We won the division? Uh, like, and one thing, I, I love John Snyder. He's been able to be able to get us some, under, like, like underground talent, like, at the receiver position. Offensively started to change when we got Shane Waldron, uh, Brian Schottenheimer. He didn't do a bad job. It's just, like, people started to figure out. We didn't adjust. But that was on offense. But I think that 2020 season, when people started fi- figuring us out, because we was on a hot start during that COVID year, I think that's where the friction really took off. Because the whole "let Russ cook" campaign took off during the offseason. We did it unlike for the first eight uh, eight weeks, and we was rolling on offense, and Russ was the MVP for the first eight weeks. And then when people started figuring out, uh, figuring us out, watching the film, making adjust and uh, making the necessary adjustments to beat us. Sorry, a bird. Hold on. Sorry, a bird literally just flew in my apartment. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Hold on. Sean! I'll take uh, over.
1: G- Garrett, take over. Right? I was going to what you did. <laughs> because like, you don't have a dog in the fight or a horse in the race at all. Well, Garrett, or a bird in the house. Because you don't need a bird in the house. house. I don't <laughs> know I what's God, I don't I know know going, going on here. i Terry Jones. I don't know what's going on here. We lost all control here. Birds flying. Fuck, whatever but Gary you don't have a dog in the fight it's going to go to Dave yeah. but uh, I want to hear your take cuz like uh, obviously Okay, birds hey, on. Right, just second. Jay, is a second. Jalen's is a Russell Wilson guy. Dave's got Russell Wilson with him. I'm his a team.
2: Seahawks guy. I will forever love Russell. Russell 100%. had a bad Russell had a bad year and w- like we ain't got enough t- time to talk about that that mess that he had in his first year Denver. I believe he's going to bounce back next year with Sean Payton. Look, all I wanted to hear, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Pete, one thing I will not give credit to Pete good. Carroll, he balanced Russell. One thing, I, okay, I will give some positives. Pete Carroll proved me wrong last year because I didn't think he, I didn't think Gino was going to do the things that he did last year with the team that we had. Now, Pete Carroll did also prove me right. Our defense still did not improve. Our defense still not look back. Tariq Willen was an upside. Uh, Quandre Diggs, still that. Uh, but, our run, but our run defense, still atrocious. Our secondary improved but I run the the whole defensive portion because Pete Carroll is supposed to be a defensive guy. He has not been that since the Legion of Boom departed. So I get the concept of I wanted to move on from him and I want to get a young head coach because right now during the trend, when Pete Carroll first got to USC and he dominated, he was the man. But what changed everything in USC? I believe Chip Kelly arrived in Oregon and then other people in the the Pac-12 started getting young offensive-minded coaches. And they started catching up with Pete points, Jones. points, he, points, points. He yeah. got to, he got to the NFL, dominated with defense and a strong run game led by Marshawn Lynch. Then what happened? Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and Cliff very failed, but they're gonna get another offensive. But they got another offensive-minded coach in Arizona. And next thing you know, we're struggling to win division, and we're getting and struggling to get to the playoffs. The Rams have won a Super Bowl. The Niners have been uh, the Niners have been to a bunch of conference uh, conference uh, conference finals, and they've been to one Super Bowl because they have all, young offensive-minded coaches. Pete Carroll style has been has been outdating it. He's been fighting it, but it has worked last season because we did compete hard, but we were not going to win. I get the concept, of why we I, I still feel like we should move on until we find the right guy, but I think we can't move on. Pete Carroll's got to go ahead and call it because ever since the day. Paul Allen, God rest his soul, passed away. The power went to Carol. All the power. The ownership not to him, but the main power of the organization, it went to him. So I think that's what kind of drew Ru- uh, Russell out, among other issues. But those have been my my two cents about it. Again, Garrett,
1: sorry, the, uh, Garrett, the uh, put the football stuff aside. Like you, you don't have a horse in the race or dog in the fight at all in this situation with with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Right. Obviously, Jalen's got his thoughts, and Dave now Dave's stuck with with uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, all this other behind the scenes going on. Not, they're not all on the field stuff. Are you uh, glad he's not the guy uh, getting the ball throughout the football season with with all the off-season, off season
0: stuff? I, so how, how do you, so guy getting the ball, how do you mean by that? Well, he's the quarterback, the guy leading the team. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I think, I, I think Russ is cooked. I mean, we said in our episode, you know, probably 10, 15 episodes ago, I, it's, he's not there. And I mean, so I, I actually found something. you mentioned Ryan leaf earlier. So he's actually set something on his podcast where him and this guy uh, named Trevor Mawad, um, basically try to create this mentality sort of thing where this is going to be a weird rabbit hole. So, Buckle in. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun one. So this guy named Trevor Noir developed or developed this method um, about kind of like mental focus where you basically don't let negative thoughts get in. You don't get too high, you don't get too low. Jalen, he worked with uh Sabin and he also worked with Kirby Smart at UGA. So basically you're you're controlling and almost being like, and I might be misunderstanding it or misinterpreting it, but you create this sort of robotic mindset. And he actually worked with um, Russ before the draft. They're close. And he actually, um, I guess, was with him for the last, his entire time in the NFL. He passed away at, or towards the end of the, you know, rest in peace to Trevor Mwad. He passed away towards the end of 2021. So I think that might have affected Russ mentally. And I think it's impossible to ask people to stay completely neutral for everything. I think that might be why Russ comes across so corny, is because he's trying to just stay neutral the entire time. And you can do that. If the team is successful, you can be the guy who just never gets excited, never does anything, and is the guy that everybody you know makes fun of for doing high knees on a five-hour flight to London. That was ridiculous. Can, that's hilarious. But you can you can be that guy and get away with it if you're winning. If you're not winning, you're the first guy everybody. Or you're the first person everybody looks at because everybody's gonna look at this guy and go, "What the fuck is this asshole doing? <laughs> like, What's wrong with him?" So I, I think he's not all there mentally right now, and I think it's impossible to ask people to think like that i mean you're allowed to get high you're allowed to get low you're allowed to have you know peaks and valleys and stuff like that so mentally i don't think he's there and it was very apparent this season he was missing wide open reads you can ask uh dave this might bring up sore memories but i remember you watching kj would rip off his helmet in the end zone after being missed for a wide open touchdown uh, two football. times in one game the night football.
3: here's I my th- but like my take like yeah the the quarterback play was ridiculously bad yeah the the calling was ridiculous there was no cohesion and and then to complicate things it was uh hackett being a first-year coach who didn't know what he was doing they were running out of time on the play clock they were they were screwing things up it was awful it was it was the minutia. That has to be
1: worked out. Minutia—that's a big word in the Thursday night. Well, it
3: was, you know, just the
1: little things that happen. I as, can't even as, spell that word, man.
3: I can't. But we, but we all know what it what it yeah. means, and so the little exactly. pieces that have to fall in place that the Broncos didn't have, and that's coaching, and I blame that on coaching. I blame the misreads as I'm reading more with uh, Russ with his second floor office. He had plays and he had he was working out plays on his own by himself with other players. And like so so when Russ is missing these reads he was even looking for those reads because he was reading his playbook, not Hackett's playbook. I think Sean Payton coming in and giving Sean, uh, giving Russell Wilson clear strong direction, which like to what you just said, Garrett like the if this is on
2: the word strong Pardon me. Emphasis on the word strong.
3: Yeah, strong. Like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And because that's what Carol was like.
1: But um, I, no, but Dave, I disagree with you. I think you're fucked because if if, if if ownership and management, which hasn't changed, said, here's your office, I don't think I, this is what he's given. He's been given the, the, the keys to the, the fucking Maserati. Uh, the
2: r- reports already said that the office is gone. It's already, like, done. Sean, Sean, Sean it's already done. done.
1: So he's going to be butthurt already then.
2: No,
3: I he's, think not. he's so far no, gone. you cool.
2: Repo- Reports, have been, reports have been cool. He's like, he, he just want to win. Nothing. Russell, Russell a, a, Ru- 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 like, I, I,
3: I agree. Russell's Russell's concerned about his legacy now. He's not worried Legacy's about legacy. Shot,
2: man. It takes he one has, bad no no, year, man. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna put the legacy on shot. Not, legacy, not legacy, but his now. Denver
1: legacy. <laughs>
3: no, 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 no. But no, but like, but his legacy as a player. Russell Wilson doesn't want to go out of of uh, football. He doesn't retire. He doesn't want to re- be he retired as a failure. He wants to be a success. I honestly yeah. believe that, and I honestly believe that his intentions were Not pure in Denver, but it just failed. And like I, I must re- I must. How can you say his in
1: intentions Denver? were pure and he wanted to succeed in Denver when he asked for a fucking office on his own? Who does
0: that? Yeah, no, Brandon, a lot of that doesn't. goes
2: into a situation where when you have a guy that has too much power. When Russ got there, it felt like he had a lot of power. Maybe You're an much employee of the good.
1: fucking team. You don't need an but office. Is, That's what I would have
2: said. You're, you're, you are, but you're also a quarterback in the NFL. And you're a high profile quarterback at that. Let's go about the whole situation in Denver and to, and to all, man. Denver wanted a quarterback regardless because they failed at drafting one since Peyton Manning, uh, since Peyton Manning, um, has retirement.
3: Peyton Manning, they've never drafted him, and they one never drafted
2: him. They have never drafted him. quarterback for a
3: long at time. Indianapolis Colts drafted Elway.
1: way right. He ended yeah. up there. Yeah. He was going to play baseball instead, and something
2: happened yep. there. Yep. L- I don't know. L- yeah. yep. okay. yep. they failed at that. With That's a long time six, ago. <laughs> they want, Air Denver wanted. Aaron Rodgers, that's why they got Hackett. That's why they hired Hackett Russell. <laughs> Russell was the like Russell was the second choice. We understood that. We understood the concept of that. I knew Nathaniel Hackett was not going to work because the reports came out saying like he never called plays, he never did. all. I'm going to use the same phrase that they used for Airbnb. He never called plays, he never designed nothing. The report said Aaron Rodgers liked him because he was a good person to hang out with. That's a red flag. So that's I don't, the other. I, thing wanna, too, I agree with you, Jalen. The other it, thing is the other thing is this. Dog, you led the league in penalties. That's not on the quarterback. You're that's right. That's on coach. Because you got, your guys wasn't disciplined. You had you had boneheaded decisions. Nobody feared Hackett. That's on that's on that part. Russell did not play good for a lot. First of all, think about this. You got your team. Trying to Trying not to brain for it. I'm trying to think. Did we make it the playoffs? happens on They're our show him.
1: all the time, man. We're all seahawks make to the C- the bathrooms
3: in Did house. my
2: Seahawks make the playoffs in 2020? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay. Seahawks made the playoffs. We got the playoffs. He yep. had like Russell did not have uh, Russell last season he got rushed back too fast after the finger injury. He should not have played against the uh, against the Packers in that game. He shouldn't have done that. But to go from having the best few years of your career to having a flat out bombshell of a of a season. I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna put too much emphasis on Russ. People that don't like Russ, they're gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'm saying if he does not show up next year, then I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and join that bandwagon. And say like, yeah, he's good. He, he, he's cooked. I don't Fair. believe he's cooked. Fair. I don't Fair. believe he's cooked. Cooked Sean or not Payton, cooked?
0: Look, uh, Sean,
2: Pat- Sean Payton. Sean Payton. He's gonna balance Russ back in because one thing I would give credit to Pete Carroll for, he balanced Russell out. He balanced Russell out. Why?
1: And all sports do it. Like, like we're hockey guys up here in baseball. On Why do people and why do we give so much fucking credit to coaches who were fired or quit? Like, we give so much credit to all these guys who get job after job after job, sit for a few years, and, that, and then somehow they always become smarter when they're sitting on, on, uh, up, up, up in, the, in the press box or, or, or they're on TV. How do coaches become smarter when they're not
2: coaching? Explain that to me here, Gary. No pressure. No pressure. So are they no any better? I, I wouldn't yes. say they're better. So no, why do they always get hired? Like, thing when, when you take the pressure away, you're free of mind. You don't have to hear the nagging in the back. It's like... But when you get back, back in, there's nagging and, like, and all this True, but it's like when you're back in it, yes. But, like, now, think about this. This is the first marriage. It's where you rush into a marriage. You was not ready. You don't really know the person that you're with. And then you hear all the nagging. You can't take it anymore. It's driving <laughs> you crazy. And then you divorce. The divorce was hard. That was some pain that you went through. You're speaking but from experience after a bit. the smoke, after the smoke <laughs> clears after the smoke clears at the end of the day and you find the Lord you find your religion you find your person you know who you are you know what you want then the next oh. time you decide to get married you got the experience and you become better after the first time so you the look a wise man once said it's gonna get ugly before it gets pretty. Sometimes you just gotta go through the you gotta go through the ugliness in order to grow. It I just like have to, no no I gotta, I
3: gotta respond to that. Oh, no, absolutely, Dave, go
2: ahead. Unless you're
3: John Gruden and your ex-wife wins the lottery, and then you go mar- <laughs> you go remarry her. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: and then you find out like with all that lottery money came a lot of extra, and your your wife didn't ask you what you were doing on the side before she remarried you.